0: is not just a, a religion or a faith, that's again everything. We get accused of that, don't we? You ever had something? Man, you Christians, you just Christian, again everything. Y'all, y'all just against everything. You're, you, all, you, all y'all have is a whole book of don'ts, don'ts, and don'ts. Well, that's not really Christianity. Uh, Christianity is more a faith and a relationship of doing. Uh, Christ has called us to do. And, and what He wants us to be busy, if we're busy doing the right thing, then we don't have time to do the wrong thing. Wouldn't that be true? If we'd be faithful and doing the right things, we don't have to be overly concerned about doing the wrong thing. And so I, I, want to, I want to focus on that. And I want to focus on it in terms of something we talked about Sunday morning. We talked about Job, if you'll remember. And we talked about Job, and this is the second round that he goes in there. And, and when he goes in that, he has the physical suffering, and it's, it's horrendous and horrible. But Job never cursed God. He, he never turned his back on God. He always knew God was there, always had a relationship with God. But even though he didn't curse God, we found out that Job did sin, didn't he? He, he, did, he did commit sin. And he had to confess that sin. Now the question, this is the test now, Joe, listen. The test is, can you remember what that sin was? What what was the sin that he that he did? What was it? Complaining. All right. Well, man, I tell you what, I'm gonna give all of y'all an A just because somebody got it right. It was the sin of complaining. Most of us will look at where he was and what he went through and said, boy, I can understand why why he would complain. But also we also make excuses of why we complain, too, right? And, and so that's a that's one of those don'ts. Uh, we, we don't want to be complainers. <laughs> and, and so if somebody's a complainer, we're going go to go... You, you don't need to do that. But instead of us focusing just on the don't, let's focus on the do. And if we do the right thing, we won't be caught in a trap of doing the wrong thing. So... If somebody's tempted to complain, or they fall into that trap of complaining, and we don't want us or them to complain, but rather we want to do something the positive side, what would be what would be the opposite of complaining? Praising, Praising is good. What? Encouraging. Okay, encouraging. Exact. Okay, thankfulness or gratitude. Okay, being thankful instead of complaining. What I don't have, I'm what? I'm thankful, or grateful, and and all those other things are true. Uh, we praise God because of all that, but we're thankful and grateful for what we do have, and what God gives to us. So I thought it would, might be helpful that instead of just Sunday, let's talking about uh, let's not be complainers. I've I've already heard this week a number of people. Whenever I I've been around them, that they'd say a few words. Oh, well, I'm not I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> our, our, I know I'm not supposed to be complaining. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, so everybody's, everybody's aware that, that, that we not, ought not complain, but, but what do we do on the positive side? I mean, in other words, our, the goal of the sermon of not complaining is not for us just to be able to be aware that we do complain or to apologize that we are complaining. But the goal of it is that we would not complain and we'd do the right thing. So, what we need to do is, is to do the right thing or do the good thing, do the best thing that will keep us busy rather than doing the wrong thing. So, that would be being grateful or having a thankful heart. And that's very appropriate because we just, we're just we on November the 1st and November is the what? It's the Thanksgiving season. It's the Thanksgiving month. So, the next Wednesday nights that we have together, we're going to focus on this aspect of, of thanksgiving. We're going to th- focus on being thankful and having a, a grateful heart. And whenever you see in these passages of scripture, and I, and I challenge you to not just uh, read the scripture, but read the context around these scriptures, and I'll show you what I mean by that in a little bit. But I'm going to give you a list of scriptures that focus on, on thanksgiving and being thankful and grateful. And and so you can go look at them and look at the context of that. You might be surprised at some of the secrets you find and some of the truths that you find in God's Word built around this concept of thanksgiving, all right, of being thankful. So could I have a couple of you men to help me pass out these these, uh, for everybody to get one? There we go. There we go. Let me take one. There we go. Thanks, Steve. All right, whenever you get this, what I've done is just taken, it's not an exhaustive list at all, but it's a, it's a list in the New Testament of verses, key passages on Thanksgiving. And, and I'd like for you to put this in your, your Bible or put it in your journal when you're having your quiet time. Let it be a reminder of you about Thanksgiving. In other words, instead of us complaining, we're going to be grateful. We're going to be thankful, all right? And and I want you to look at that and and study these, meditate on those, and we'll be focusing on some of them uh, during this month of of November, all right? Now, I'll already go ahead and I'll warn you. Whenever you take on this task, the old devil, he tries to beat you up. I've been been working on this last few days on Thanksgiving, and I've had the roughest time in the world. I had more reason to complain (laughs) than, than you could ever imagine. Just today I've had all kinds of reasons to complain. And I'm sitting here saying, I can't complain, I'm preaching on Thanksgiving tonight. (laughs) We have those opportunities to complain, but we have so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. So let's look at these just a second. I want to run through them and we're going to focus on one of them tonight. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything, ooh, circle that word, in everything give thanks... For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What is God's will for you? To, well, I'd like to know God's will. What is God's will for me? God's will for you is that in everything you give thanks. And you, and you can give thanks in everything because of, of Christ Jesus. We'll be focusing on that one tonight. Look at Ephesians 5.20. Always giving thanks for all things... In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Now, hold on a second. How often? How often? Always. Always Always giving thanks for what? For all things. That little three-letter word is found in the Bible everywhere. Always thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus to God, even the Father. Hebrews 13, 15. Through Him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to His name. What is your sacrifice of praise? An offering of thanksgiving. (laughs) Thanksgiving for what He's done. I'm I'm thankful. In His name, I'm thankful. Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks to the Father... Who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light? That, that verse right there is basically saying this if everything's going wrong in your life and you're saved and you're gonna to get to go to heaven and you get to share with what Jesus has for you, you still got a reason to be thankful. Amen? On your hardest day, your worst day, when things are blowing up in your face, if you're a child of God, You've got reasons to be thankful because He qualified you to share in His inheritance. Look at Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in Him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed, wait a minute, what's the last part? And overflowing with what? With gratitude, now, that's a good picture. Now, it, it, gratitude should just be flowing out of us. We we get squeezed a little bit. What 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 comes out of you when you get squeezed? Gratitude. What's flowing out of your life? Gratitude. It, that, that that would be a blessing to people, wouldn't it? If they'd be, you'd be around people and every time that you're around them, and, and you just overflow. It's just gratitude. Grat- that's a that's a great goal. Colossians four two. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of what? Of thanksgiving. With an attitude of thanksgiving. Now, I love this one. We'll talk about it later. I'll, I challenge you to, to go read this one, okay? Uh, the context of it. Revelation seven twelve, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and what? And thanksgiving... And honor and power and might be to our God, our God forever and ever, Amen. Now you know what you know what the neat thing about that is—the context of that. Do you know who it is that says that in the Revelation? Ah, <laughs> exactly. It's those people who have been saved through the tribulation. They've been martyred. They've been treated and abused. It's difficult in the tribulation to be saved with all the things that's going to happen, but in the midst of that, in the midst of that, they're sitting here and saying blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, Amen. Some people who have had a difficult time, their hearts are filled with what? Thanksgiving. Now. You need to, if you're not really a person who's focused in on gratitude a whole lot, if you're not a person who says thank you a whole lot, if you're not a real Thanksgiving person a whole lot, you need to practice, okay? You need to practice because when you get to heaven, you're going to be doing that. When you get to heaven, you're going to, you're going to have eternal gratitude to, to the Lamb and all that He's done for it. So, so you need to practice so you, you're not going to be left out. You're not going to feel like, I don't know how to do this. It needs to be a natural thing in your life. Thanksgiving is important, important quality, All right. Now, as you look at these verses, (coughs) the context of the verses tells you something about what Thanksgiving can do for us or warns us if we don't have Thanksgiving in our heart, what can happen to us and through us. So I want you to look here at this passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the very first verse up there. We're going to look at verse 18. Just to put this in a context, though, to help you understand, if you, if you remember when you get to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, when he gets towards the end of that chapter, it, it looks as though he's just spurting out little short phrases of things that we need to do. And, and if you're not careful in that, you can feel like that they're all disjointed. They're just little statements, individual stand-along stand- statements. Let me show you what I mean. Begin there in verse number 16. Listen to this. Rejoice always, short statement. Pray without ceasing, short statement. In everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, short statement. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. See, See, it's kind of like being peppered. These little statements, one after the other, one after the other. And if you see that like it, you can... In your mind, think that each one of those is a, is a point, but it stands alone. But it's not that way. Some of them build on one another, and especially this one about thanksgiving. When he makes the statement about thanksgiving, he's about to make some other statements that are going to relate to thanksgiving and gratitude are being ungrateful. And, and it's almost a warning to you that what you need to do is to have a thankful heart, have a grateful heart, because if you'll have the right kind of heart, you'll have good things coming and you'll miss out on those other things. Let me show you what I mean. Verse 18, he gives that verse. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, was what, he getting across? What's he saying to us? Have a grateful heart. Have a thankful spirit. Always giving thanks. That is God's will for you. God wants you to have a grateful, thankful heart, okay? You, you need to s- you say that over and over again to yourself. God wants me to have a grateful, thankful heart. And whenever I get squeezed, it's a grateful, thankful heart. We need that. Now, when we have that grateful and thankful heart, what does it do for us? Well, it, it keeps from happening what might happen if you have an ungrateful heart. If you have an ungrateful heart, it it may do some things you don't want to have happen in your life. A grateful heart keeps that from taking place. Look at the very next verse. Look what he says. Everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Here it is. Do not quench the Spirit. Now that looks like it stands alone, but not really. It, 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 It ties back to what he just said about a grateful heart. What he's saying this, he's saying, be careful lest you have an ungrateful heart. For if you have that ungrateful heart, an ungrateful, unthankful heart can quench the Spirit of God in your life. Now we spend a lot of time talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and all throughout the Word of God you see where the fruit of the Spirit is and where the power of the Spirit is, and and how the Holy Spirit is so necessary in our life, and we want Him overflowing in our life. We want Him sitting on the throne of our life. The one thing we don't want to happen is we don't want to quench, to shut off, to close off the Holy Spirit's work in in our life. We we want Him to be free to do all He wants to do in us and through us. Amen? And, And what He says is this, You need to always be grateful, you need to always be thankful, you need to have a grateful heart, and as you have a grateful heart, that's going to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life and allow the Holy Spirit to minister in you and through you, but if you fall into the trap of an ungrateful heart, or you fall into that trap of complaining because you have an ungrateful heart, that ungrateful heart closes off, quenches down the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, it quenches down the, the fruit of the Spirit in your life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It, it, it quenches down the gifts of the Spirit that God's given to every one of us to use in the, in the body of Christ. It, it just shuts it down. What? An ungrateful heart. So, don't have an ungrateful heart. Always be thankful in all things. Be thankful. And you might say, "That is that sounds great, preacher. But the problem is, it's hard to do. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's hard to do. But it's the right thing to do. Amen? Just because something's hard doesn't mean we stop doing it or stop trying. We start doing it because it's the right thing to do. And, and sometimes sometimes you may just have to say, thank you, Lord, whenever... You, you don't really feel like it. <laughs> well, it, don't, it doesn't mean anything if I don't feel like it. Oh, yes, it does. Obedience, obedience is the key whether you feel like it or not. Amen? <laughs> if you're going to go on the basis of your feelings, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble because you're going to be up and down and up and down and all over the place. You do what you do based on faith and obedience to what God told you to do. And God said... Always be grateful. Always be grateful. And if you're grateful, then the Holy Spirit can work in and through you and not be quenched in your life. That's not all, though. Look at the next one. Verse number 20. He says, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ, for you in Christ Jesus. Listen, verse 20. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Well, what does that mean? Well, do you know that a, an ungrateful heart, a complaining spirit, whenever you have that spirit within you, do you, you know it can cause you to miss out? It can cause you to miss out on the Word of God. The, the Word that God has for you. That prophetic utterance that God wants for you. If you allow your heart to be controlled by complaining and controlled by ungratefulness and not being thankful in your spirit then you can go all day long and listen to whatever preacher you want to listen to, whoever the Hall of Fame preachers are, or whoever the Hall of Fame Sunday school teachers are, or wherever they might be. You can go there and listen all day long and miss it. And miss it. Miss what God had for you. It's not because, it's not because the preacher didn't preach well. It's because something in your heart caused you to misunderstand or not receive the prophetic utterance that God had for you.' It, it's amazing to me how many people can be critical of their preacher not not any of us. we know that's not true but but it's amazing to me I mean I, I, I talked yesterday to about three different people in three different situations and in each one of those situations it had had to do with somebody who was not happy with their preacher at that time you know. And I understand we preachers we're feet of clay, and we don't preach well all the time, and all that kind of thing. But sometimes the problem is not the preacher; sometimes it's the hearer. It doesn't matter what preacher's preaching. If your heart's not receptive and your heart's not ready, and what what God has for you, you may miss. Whereas, hold on a second, hold on a second. You might have the driest preacher in the world. He might be the driest preacher in the world. But if you have a grateful heart and a thankful spirit and you're coming there, you can get something out of what God has in that person's life and in his ministry or their ministry to you. You don't miss it. Because it has to do with you. not, Not necessarily them. So, have a grateful heart. Be thankful in all these things. In Christ Jesus so that you'll not miss out on what God's word is for you. Well, look look at the next thing, verse 21. But examine everything carefully, and hold fast to that which is good. Do you know what a grateful spirit will help you to do? It'll help you have discernment. How many many of you would need discernment at times? You, You know what discernment is, right? Discernment is, is knowing the values of something. It's, it's knowing what is real, what's true. It's the ability to appraise things. It's the ability that when things happen in your life, you, you know what is of value and, and what is not of value. Now, honestly, in there, aren't there a lot of things that come our way that really have very little value? And, and, and we can sometimes be consumed by the things that have very little value, and if we're not careful... We can miss the thing that is of great value, the thing that's good for us. Well, if you have a grateful heart, a thankful spirit, God's going to help you to discern that which is good, that which is the right thing for you, the thing that you need. He'll bring it bring it your way for you. Whereas if you don't have a thankful heart, if you don't have a grateful spirit, you may miss it. You, you may miss it. You, you may not know what it is, uh, the nugget of truth that he has, uh, the encouraging word that he wants for you, you missed it. Not not because you didn't hear it, but because being ungrateful in your heart, you couldn't receive it. Big difference between hearing and receiving it. Receiving it makes a difference in your life. So being thankful and having a grateful heart keeps us from quenching the spirit. It keeps us from failing to hear the prophetic utterances and it helps us to know what is of value and gives us a discerning spirit. Here's another thing though, (coughs) verse 22 sorry abstain from every form of evil a grateful spirit, a thankful heart will help you to resist and abstain from other and every form of evil The flip side is true. When you have an ungrateful heart, when you have a complaining spirit, you can be entrapped by evil things. You can be caught up in things that you shouldn't be caught up in. Interested in things you shouldn't be interested in. Doing things you shouldn't do. All because of an ungrateful heart, an unthankful spirit. A lack of gratitude, whereas when you have a thankful heart, it, it says you will abstain from every form of evil. Now, I don't know about you, but that just that one verse, and everything that surrounds it, means something to me that I, I I don't want to walk around with a complaining spirit. I don't want to walk around with an ungrateful heart. I I I don't want I don't want to miss out on what God has for me. I don't want to miss out on the word that he has for me. I don't want to get entrapped by evil things or ungodly things. I want to be able to discern the right and and the best things. I want the Holy Spirit to flow out of my life. How? By thanking him always for all things in Christ Jesus. Now, if if you'll do this if you'll leave here and, and, and don't focus so much we talked about Sunday about not complaining, but you focus on being grateful. You got that? In other words, don't, don't, don't try to resist the one, but, but try to be engulfed by the other. And if, if you'll be engulfed by this thankful heart and this gratitude of spirit, then all these things that God wants to do for you will flow easily to you and through you in your life. And you you might say, well, Brother Mike, that really sounds good. I want to do that. I agree with that. But sometimes life's hard. It is. I just told you, I had a hard day today. But that's no reason not to be thankful. I'm still saved, amen? Jesus still died on the cross for me. Something happens to me today, I'm going to heaven. He's good to me. I'm going to go home tonight. Well, I think I'm going home tonight. Going home tonight and going to go into a house that's warm and sleep in a bed that's comfortable. what, What have I got to complain with? We enjoyed a wonderful meal here tonight when people can't have any food around the world. What do we have to complain about? But if all those other things weren't true... You still have Jesus, and, and, and you can always be grateful, always be thankful. Is that important? Yeah. What's that old saying? You, you gather more bees with honey than you do vinegar. Isn't that true? And, and so we're going we're gonna to gather more people, bless more people, be an influence on people, and, be, and, and make, a, make a difference in lives. Whenever there's the honey of thankfulness and gratitude rather than the vinegar of complaining. I want you to look over those verses, look in the context, see what God might teach you. Really focus on that last one in the book of Revelation because, because I'm telling you what, if you, want to, if you want to have anybody to challenge your heart, just think about them going through all of what they went through and all this martyrdom they suffered and the punishment they went through to believe in Christ. But whenever they get to glory, they're full of praise and adoration and thanksgiving for all that he's done. They're not talking about all they went through. They're talking about all he's done for them. All he's done for us as well. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the spirit of thanksgiving. I pray, Lord, that we would all just this month, uh, starting the very first day, today that we would focus on being thankful being grateful, and honoring you, and praising you in all things at all times. And that, Lord, we would not be caught complaining, not because we're focused on that, but we'll not be caught complaining because there's no room for complaining when your mouth is filled with thanksgiving and gratitude. Help us to be that way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'm sorry.